0: yours p3 hello everyone welcome to another episode of yours p3 this episode is a part of our segment known as dear pen pal and our guest today is jamie fabling oh very warm welcome jamie so jamie
1: how would you like to be introduced hi prathna thank you so much for having me Well, a little bit about me is that I'm a daughter, a sister, a friend, and most importantly, a follower of Christ. I continually strive to be a lifelong learner. I'm also a lover of different cultures, the diversity of humanity, and telling and hearing stories. Prathina and I met each other when I moved from the U.S. to India for a year and a half after college. I'm excited to be here.
0: And I'm so glad to have you here. Now, I'll start with a somewhat personal question. I am a student and it has just been a year or so since I've stepped into the real world. (laughs) And it has really been different and difficult and confusing. Even though I know that I'm just starting and there is so much left to accomplish, A kind of restlessness and uncertainty has gripped me. Have you also gone through such a situation? And if yes, how have you dealt with it?
1: First of all, those feelings are completely relatable. And what you're feeling is absolutely valid. The uncertainty you've gone through with the ups and downs of COVID in India in the midst of entering a completely new season of life is daunting. And I think you are doing amazing even if it doesn't feel like it all the time i've definitely gone through situations like you are describing including when i first moved to india you see i moved to india right after finishing college thinking that i would be filling a specific role and that i would be pretty straightforward upon arriving i found out that that role would quickly be dissolving And I was left wondering why the Lord would bring me to the other side of the world, only to take my purpose for being there away. On top of that, I was struggling with adapting to the vastly different Indian culture, lifestyle, and language from my American upbringing. In other words, I was very uncomfortable. Being a couple years out from this experience now, I can look back and see how the Lord was working through that discomfort. I can now say that in the depths of uncertainty and even despair, God is there. When I was questioning everything about my life, the Lord showed up and asked me, do you trust me? When I was in the proverbial furnace, and sometimes even the literal furnace, India's hot, right? <laughs> Jesus was right there next to me. The refining fire molded my heart to trust God implicitly because Even when it doesn't make sense, he somehow does work everything out for the good of those who love him. God was also working to refine my desires and passions, and the path that I am now on is because, through the strength of the Lord, I stuck it out through the hard times in India and ended up loving my time there. If everything had gone according to my original plan, I would have spent the majority of my time in India only interacting with Americans. However, through the Lord's much more wonderful plan, I ended up developing deep relationships with others in my community there, including you, Prathna, and your family. Those relationships encouraged me and changed me in ways that I could never fully explain, but for which I'm endlessly grateful. So, in a long answer to your question, I would say that difficult and confusing times are inevitable in this life. But if we trust the Lord through them, we can eventually look back and see the gold that God was refining in the fire.
0: Wow, thank you for such an encouraging answer, Jamie. And moving on, uh, Jamie, you have been to and have spent a considerable amount of time in new places and countries. How did you deal with the problems that arise while embracing a new
1: culture? Though I am by no means an expert and there are others who are much wiser than I am, I am passionate about learning about different cultures and adapting well to a new culture. I love how you use the word embracing, because that really is so key to confronting the problems that arise in a new culture. You have to embrace that you will be changed through the process. We cannot cling so tightly to our passport country identity that we go crazy when the new culture inevitably changes us. However, you also must accept the fact that You'll never truly be an insider in a new culture, no matter how much you attempt to adapt. It's part of the tension of living cross-culturally. Before I moved to India, I attended a training for people moving overseas. One of the main maxims of the training was, it's not right, it's not wrong, it's just different. This is key when you encounter a a new culture that is very different from your home culture, such as India was for me. Often, different things can feel very wrong, but most of the time, it's just different. For example, it took me a while to get used to all of the honking in India. For the first several months, I would return home from rain errands and be so angry, but I couldn't pinpoint where the anger was coming from. Finally, I realized that in America, You only honk your horn when you're angry, upset, or trying to alert someone to imminent danger, so the constant cacophony of car horns in India made me feel the anger and anxiety that my culture associates with that sound. However, a couple months later, I was walking a mountain road in Missouri, and as a car was about to come around the tight corner, it honked its horn, and I thought... Wow that was so kind that the driver let me know he was coming. For once I did not feel anger but appreciation because I understand the I understood the purpose of the horn in the crowded nation of India is for the most part a gesture to prevent and avoid collisions. One last thought to truly embrace a new culture you have to learn the language. There's a common joke that goes what do you call someone who speaks three languages? Trilingual, right? Well, what do you call someone who speaks two languages? Bilingual. What do you call someone who speaks one language? American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I moved to India only being able to speak English and could not communicate with people I encountered every day, from the subjiwala to the guard in my building Though I did not become even close to fluent, I did spend time learning Hindi while in northern India. Language is so cultural, and having everyday interactions with others in a shared language made all the difference for my ability to embrace the culture.
0: You did a great job learning Hindi, Jamie. And I remember how comfortable your presence made us feel. So my next question to you is um, you must be having or have had a plan mapped out for all you'd like to achieve in the near future. Now, with all the experiences that you've had, would you say that your plans have been modified or changed from what you conceived initially?
1: Honestly, I've never been a naturally future minded individual, but I did have some general thoughts about what my life would look like. During my growing up and college years, and it definitely does not look like what my life is today. Because of some of the experiences I've gone through, I've learned to at least attempt to live life with open hands, willing to accept the changes that come. Like you mentioned in your previous question, feelings of uncertainty and restlessness are bound to come. In this life, I don't think we ever experience a point where we are like, this is it, this is. Everything I've ever wanted, and I'm completely fulfilled because we are always wanting something else or something more. That desire is a good thing because it is fulfilled in a relationship with Christ. But in our world that is filled with pain, sickness, loss, and dashed dreams, we are always holding the fulfillment we find in Christ in tension with the struggle of walking through this world. the good news is that one day there will be no more tears or loss. As Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Fortunately, there are also lots of beautiful things and people in this world, so there will be times of joy. But as my plans have changed and I'm sure they will continue to change, I'm thankful for the words of the Lord in Isaiah for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. My plans are made with an earthly mindset, thinking and worrying about how I'm going to buy groceries, what I'm going to wear, how I'm going to make friends. Those things are important to plan for and consider, but that default thought pattern is based on survival and not trusting that God will provide. Yet as I find freedom in allowing the Lord to lead my life, it is with a heavenly mindset, and his ways and thoughts are so much higher than mine. So I think the biggest modification I've made in how I plan is to think through plans with a heavenly mindset. How can I glorify God in this situation Then I trust that God will work everything out, even if things do not go according to my plans.
0: Amen. And wow, thank you for that, Jamie. Lastly, all of us at one point of time have questioned what our purpose and relevance in life is. The question of how we fit in a bigger plan. How have you? as a person of faith, as someone who believes in God, found purpose or even realized how you fit into the bigger plans and purposes.
1: Ah, This is a big question. What is our purpose in life? Beyond that, what does God want us to do? It has been one of the great joys of my life to discover the fact that God delights in me no matter what I do. A quote that I refer back to frequently is from the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which asks, what is the chief end of man? Or, in layman's terms, what is a human being's purpose in life? The catechism teaches, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. The Christian life is about relationship. First, relationship with God, and then relationship with others. If we spend this life glorifying God and enjoying Him, it will extend into eternity, and that is a life well lived. It's as simple as that, but then also really difficult when we try to put it into practice in this messy, crazy world. The question of purpose and relevance in life is a good question, and it is a quest that God honors and enjoys doing with us. Like I mentioned before, I don't think we ever quite have the experience in life of feeling like everything is perfect and exactly as it should be, because this world is not exactly as it should be. But I found purpose in choosing to glorify and enjoy God first and foremost, and then asking how he wants to use my gifts, passions, and talents to spread his glory throughout the world and love others well as I dive into the hurt of the world. This can be done in so many different ways, and God uses his people in so many different capacities. It's not like a pastor is better than the businessman or woman or or the subjiwala. Our works do not save us. Ephesians 2, 8-10 through says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Part of fitting into the bigger plans and purposes of God is resting in the truth that God is preparing good works in advance for us to do. We simply need to follow him.
0: That was so important for me to hear. And I believe that it must have been reassuring for some of our listeners. Thank you so much, Jamie, for being here and answering all my questions. May God bless you and use you even more. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope that this episode served as a reminder for you that you are loved and that you are worthy. Bye-bye for now.